Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Whenever and wherever you're watching or listening, this is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, aka Slim Cliffy, and joining me for the next hour to talk about the marvel that is the top line for the Colorado Avalanche, our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. They dragged my sorry ass into the green yesterday, so I can't complain, even though they were like 9,000%. Yeah, well, you know, on short slate, I mean, six games is a somewhat short slate. There weren't a ton of goals last night either. So, yeah, Colorado was definitely a necessity. Certainly some of their pieces. Um, I didn't do that well last night. I was telling you uh, before the show, uh, I went single entry last night, went Florida power play with uh, Calgary's uh, Toffoli line. And I was watching catch, watching some uh, – Marvel Daredevil. And at the end of the episode, I checked the score of the Sabres Calgary game 0 0 at the end of the first period. Not only was it 0 0, but Calgary was getting outshot. And I'm pretty sure the only guys on the Flames that had multiple shots in the first period were Milan Lucic and Noah Hannafin. So at that point, I pretty much knew I was absolutely boned. Uh, I didn't uh, do so well last night. You said you got dragged into the cash by our good friends, Colorado one. Yeah, I had Colorado one and McCarr and that helped. McCarr got a three point bonus. So did uh, Nishushkin, I think. But like I had Yarncroc and Toffoli as well. Yarncroc got absolutely robbed by Dustin Tukarski. It was a ridiculous save, but they did nothing. Then I also had Brandstrom and um, Colin White, who didn't really do much either. So it was just basically. Uh, Colorado won McCarr and Connor Hellbuck just dragging me in there, even though Hellbuck didn't get the win. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg didn't look very good last night either. Like there's, there's a difference between like kind of looking bad and looking like you don't even want to be there. And Winnipeg kind of looked like the latter. I mean, maybe it's something affecting them. Like they thought they might be a playoff team this year. Um, things kind of fell apart in the second half here, uh, you know, injuries and all that. 
um, just haven't been playing well. It's the trade deadline too, right? Like it's right around the corner. There might be some guys from, uh, heading out from that team. So uh, maybe a little bit tough uh, for Winnipeg last night. Uh, the last, uh, I mean, Kale McCarr did a great job last night, but the last thing I want to talk about uh, is that Caps-Hurricanes game. And when I saw Seth Jarvis score, like it was kind of upsetting. Like you could almost see that coming, right? Like Carolina changed up their lines. He hadn't, he had missed a bunch of games. Uh, he was a healthy scratch. Like you knew he was going to come out as a young player. He's super excited to play. And like, you know, just because a young guy is getting healthy scratch for getting low minutes or something like that, it doesn't mean he's not a good prospect or will be a good player. You know, Carolina is a bona fide cup contender. They're stacked uh, from the top to the bottom. So, you know, that said, Jarvis can't get in every lineup or every night in the lineup. Uh, doesn't necessarily reflect poorly on him. It just means they're a really deep team and he's a young guy. Like, I, I think he, he could be a difference maker for them moving forward because they need some goal scorers. Yeah, and they do, I don't think they want to put him down on the third or fourth lines. They want him in the top six. I know he played in the fourth line yesterday, but, like, if he's going to get consistent ice time, he's going to want to have – they want to give him some line mates. They don't want to have him play, you know, with Jordan Martinuk. But uh, I don't know. I feel like Jarvis should be in the lineup, and Martinuk should be down in the bottom six or scratched or whatever. I'm not the coach. I'm not Rod the Bod, but, you know – they do miss Tony D'Angelo, so when he comes back, that should help as well, too. Yeah, that should be a big boost. Speaking of Rod, I had to laugh. I, I'm pretty sure he did a coach availability like 90 minutes before the game yesterday. And he was talking about how great the lines are rolling. He didn't really want to change anything. And then, bam, of course, uh, we get line changes. That's, that's just kind of the way it goes uh, in the NHL. We are brought to you by Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo has been our sponsor this entire season. They've been very good to us. And if you're new to DFS, specifically if you're new uh, to Yahoo DFS, we are giving away, they are giving away some free money for first-time Yahoo users. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. I see about 50 people have tuned in. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on this uh, blizzarding Saturday up here in New Brunswick, Canada. I understand it's much nicer <laughs> elsewhere in the world. 65 and sunny in the armpit of the, the country, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, so warmer elsewhere. Uh, still not a bad day here. Um, if you guys could, please throw us uh, that thumbs up. Click that like button. Click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Those subscriptions do help us a lot. Uh, the road to 420,000 subscribers uh, continues, and your subscription really does help us. Um, Click the notification bell to get alerts when we do go live. Uh, MMA was already on today. Uh, you know, we have PGA every week. Um, I wonder about F1 now that F1 uh, is in the mix here on DraftKings. Uh, you know, NBA is all obviously still in the thick of things. MLB is on the way. Lots of shows. So click that bell to get the alerts. Uh, free premium tools and data up on the site. We have them almost every day. Today is no exception. We have our NBA main slate ownership projections so if you're playing uh, some NBA tonight, be sure to check out what ownership projections we have. Uh, we also have our NHL top stacks uh, free for everybody to view up at Osmo.com. So if you hear uh, Josh and I talk about line ownership, top two percentage, leverage, any of those terms. It all comes from our top stacks tool. So it's free for you to follow along over at Osmo.com. And we also have our UFC pro plays uh, up on the site. Uh, you said... Um, your betting, your betting uh, article was up. The UFC already started, though, hasn't it? 
UFC just locked 10 minutes ago, yeah. Uh, but I don't... I, the two bets that I wrote up are not in the first fight. They're later on in the card. So they're still available to bet. So if you want to read that and bet my bets, I bet them too. So if we win, if you win, I win. If you lose, I lose. You can yell at me. It's a good time. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the way it goes. Um, you know, we usually... Uh, it's everybody wins together. Everybody loses together here at Osmo. Uh, we're also giving away a free month of Osmo plus platinum through our podcast. So head on over to the Osmo podcast channel below and give us a five-star review with your Twitter handle or Osmo username. And you will be entered to win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. All right, Josh, I see a super chat uh, in our chat from Glenn Smith, a $5 super chat. Thank you very much for that. Um, we really appreciate those. He says, since I'm so out of touch, any two lineups to watch out for trade deadline today? Um, obviously, we will touch on those as we go along through the show. Typically, you want to watch out for the bad teams because the bad teams are the ones that are offloading uh, their UFAs. So certainly that Ottawa-Montreal game is one to watch. Like Ottawa, um, they scratched Nick Paul last night, right? So um suspect he won't be playing uh here tonight either there might be uh some guys coming out of the montreal lineup too no confirmation yet uh we'll definitely talk about that but that would be one to watch i would also say um detroit seattle uh would be one to watch um like i know vancouver like brock Besser and jt miller and all those guys have uh, there's been a lot of talk but it seems like they want to hang on to them so i think it'd be detroit seattle um that would be a bit more of a concern here those are teams that are certainly well out of the playoff race might be looking to unload some UFAs and it's also a late start. Um, we should, uh, you know, get some updates from them here shortly as they start, start going through their morning skates, but that's one thing to watch for. Anything else that we should add here? Yeah, maybe Nashville. Like I, there hasn't been much rumbling about them trading guys, but I know they've been shopping, you know, Forsberg. So I don't know, like there hasn't been any rumblings. It's just like, he could be like, oh, by the way, yeah, we're scratching Forsberg for, you know, team reasons tonight. So just be aware of that. Yeah, um, that could be one that pops up. You know, if there's some sort of trade brewing for Forsberg, they certainly won't risk uh, an injury to him here tonight. So, yeah, definitely watch out for that. Ottawa, the Ottawa game, the Detroit game for sure. And definitely uh, take a look out uh, for Nashville. Um, <laughs> Glenn also says, as a longtime Sens fan, we are bad. Uh, I would say that bright, brighter days are, are ahead, but uh, you Glenn, might, did you watch that game yesterday? That was one of the worst. <laughs> you might need, might need a new owner too. Uh, we'll talk about that. I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, Bobby Margarita, the unofficial sponsor for me today for the show. Uh, shout out to Bob McKenzie up here in Canada on TSN. What do you got there, Josh? Yeah, I don't have bang because it's one thirty or one forty p.m. If I drank a bang now, I wouldn't sleep until Tuesday, but. If you're from the New Jersey area, Joe T. Stuff's awesome. I suggest you ordering it if you never had it. They got, you know, peach, raspberry, unsweet, sweet, whole bunch of stuff. They have green tea. You know what I mean? Joe T. Hit me up, man. Yeah. I don't work for free. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe T., Bobby Margarita. Uh, if you're in New Jersey or in Canada, be sure to take a look out for those. Thanks for being our unofficial sponsor for today's show. All right, let's get to these games, Josh. We have the Ottawa Senators with a 3.2 implied goal total. They're going into Montreal. The uh, Habs have a 2.8 implied goal total. Um, as we mentioned, Ottawa played last night. They won 3-1 uh, against Philly. Sorry, Mike. Um, 
but we kind we kind of expected a little bit of a letdown from the Flyers after such an emotional game the night before with Claude Giroux and all that. So um, I think it was kind of expected. Uh, what I will note uh, from that Ottawa game is yes, obviously Eric Brandstrom with Thomas Shabbat out. Uh, Eric Brandstrom was running the top power play unit. Um, it didn't lead to massive minutes, but you know, nearly 23 minutes last night, he's still min priced over on DraftKings. So obviously that's a guy uh, to keep an eye out for on the Montreal side. Uh, some lineup notes, Brendan Gallagher was out. Jonathan Drouin is expected back uh, in the lineup tonight. He's been out uh, over a month now, I believe. And they said Josh Anderson could play tonight. I don't think he will. It doesn't really look like it. Not by the way the team is talking. But Josh Anderson could be back in the lineup. And like one way or another, we're getting a whole new Montreal lineup um, probably once uh, warmups hit. I suspect the Coldfield Suzuki duo will stay together at a minimum, likely with Joel Armia. After that, I don't know what's going to happen. What do you think about this one, Josh? Yeah, that's a big problem. Because <laughs> like realistically, we should have interest in the, in the halves tonight. Ottawa's back to back on the road. They did not look great last night, despite playing a Philly team back-to-back on the road. So, I mean, like, you would imagine Suzuki Caulfield's going to be together, and that will interest me. You just don't know what the second line could be with Gallagher out, and possibly, you know, it could be, like, Dvorak and Hoffman with, with uh, what's his face coming back, Drew Ann. Like, we just don't know. Like, I have to wait and see lines. Like, I may have interest in some of these secondary lines tonight for Montreal. We just don't know what it's going to be. Luckily, it's a, it's a locks at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, Marty St. Louis will get those lines out and warm up, and we can make our decisions there. Like, a second line there that, you know, Hoffman, Dvorak, and – Drew Ann maybe will interest me. And it'll probably come in pretty low owned because on weekend slates, you know what I mean? Like people set their lineups and they go out and they go do their things now. So you can get that, that, you know, trio at pretty low ownership, I would imagine. So I'll wait and see what the Montreal lines are going to be before I make a decision. But, you know, in a bottle, I do have some interest in Montreal tonight. I also have some interest in, in Ottawa, despite them being back to back on the road, that second line of Stutzla, Connor Brown, Formentin looked good last night. We didn't know at the time of the show yesterday that Stutzlow was going to be back. We were assuming Nick Paul, if he was in, was going to be the second line center. They took Nick Paul out. Stutzlow coming back from injury ended up coming back in. He, they look pretty good together. So I do have some interest there at 12,100 on DraftKings. You want to go back to that top line? I think that's fine. They didn't look great. I know Norris scored a power play goal, but I don't know. They just didn't look like a great line last night. Nothing looked very good in that game, though. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to take anything away from there. But I think you can go back to that top line of Ottawa tonight. You know, they're fully correlated. And Montreal's penalty kill still, even if it is improved a little bit, is still not good. So, min on Ottawa. I do like Montreal, but I got to wait and see on the lines. Yeah, uh, it, it is just really tough to say what you want to play on Montreal before you know the lines. Like, I think Jonathan Drouin might end up with Christian Dvorak. They played a lot together earlier in the year, but not since Marty St. Louis has been there, obviously, because uh, Joanne has been injured. So do they want to go back to the duo that they were playing with under a different coach? I don't know. We'll see. One thing I will say is that Brendan Gallagher missing from the lineup is uh, 
a sizable hit. Like he's a pretty good possession player for this team. Like he's good at driving offense and he's not bad defensively. Um, and that's something Montreal has struggled with even under Marty St. Louis, they have gotten better, uh, much better, but it's something that they still do struggle with. So like, I'm not sure Drouin coming in for Gallagher uh, necessarily makes them a better team on the defensive end, at least. So that's one thing that does worry me and Ottawa won. Like I know it's a road back to back, but I was looking at their numbers without Zach Sanford. You know, I talk about it all the time, how bad their numbers were with them. In their last 100 minutes together without him, they're generating 71 shot attempts per 60 minutes and 36 scoring chances per 60 minutes at five on five. Like, those are just stupendous offensive numbers. Um, and the Montreal goaltending, let's face it, it's the, it's, it has been a glaring weakness for them um, over the last month or so. Uh, Jake Allen coming back probably should help uh, a little bit. Uh, but it's also only a second game back uh, from injury here tonight. So um, how good he actually is, I guess we'll see. So, like, I agree with you that Ottawa won certainly in play here tonight. They're coming in relatively high owned. Uh, we have them near 20% ownership. I, I don't think it comes in that high. I think it comes well, in a little bit lower. It's high right now because we don't have a pr projection for Austin Matthews. No, so that, I... that, that just came in. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, that just came in on, on our top stacks tool. And uh, we also added Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, refresh. I, I just think maybe some of that cheaper Detroit takes away uh, a little bit of the Montreal ownership here once we get like a proper Tyler Bertuzzi run and all that. So um, I do like Ottawa one again here tonight. I don't think they're going to be super high owned. I They will be owned. Like they're not coming in at like 6% or something like that. Don't think that, but I don't think they come in over 20% or something like that. So Ottawa one for sure. I'm not in so much on Ottawa two. Um, they are fine. Like they're perfectly fine to use here. I think I would want Ottawa one because I want to take advantage of that Montreal penalty kill. Like you said, the Montreal PK just hasn't really turned itself around um, since um, since Martin St. Louis got there. It's still in the bottom 10 of the league. So uh, perfectly fine with Ottawa one. If you want to throw in Stutzler or something for additional power play exposure or instead of Colin White or something like that, I have no problem there. But it's Ottawa one for me on that side. On the Montreal side, I do like uh, Caulfield and Suzuki quite a bit. Um, the offensive numbers are coming down a little bit, but Ottawa's penalty kill is bottom three in the league by expected goals against since the All-Star break. And Montreal's power play is up 20% by expected goals since they added uh, Cole Caulfield uh, with Martin St. Louis uh, coaching. So I think a better Montreal power play against a fairly weak Ottawa penalty kill on a back-to-back, -back, Philip Gustafson, not Anton Forsberg in that. So... Uh, yeah, I do like Montreal one. If we can get some sort of like Lekkinen, Hoffman, Dvorak line or something like that, I might be interested in, in a second Montreal line as well. Uh, it's just we have to see. If it's like, you know, Lekkinen, Remy Pitlick, Jake Evans on the second line, I'm just like, I'm just passing. But, you know, if we can get Mike Hoffman and, and Lekkinen together or something like that, I will have some interest. But for now, it's Suzuki and Caulfield. On the blue line, uh, Romanov, Petrie, Edmondson. Those are the three guys playing a ton of minutes for Montreal of late. Uh, Romanov and even 3K over on FanDuel. Don't mind him. Uh, as uh, Larry, uh, Larry Bikes pointed out in our chat. Very good man, Larry. Uh, the Zoo played nearly 25 minutes last night for Ottawa. Got to think, if you don't want to play what should be a chalky min price Brandstrom, then the Zoo would be the pivot. What do you think? Yep. Zub is fine. Even Holden's fine. Zaitsev also fine. Like 
there's pivots off branch from here, but if you are using the top line for Ottawa, I think, you know, min, min price branch from obviously makes sense on the Montreal side. I'm not really sure. Like Romanoff's been playing some big minutes, Kulak and Edmondson are min price and, you know, Petrie's over 4k, but I, I think he's fine in this spot as well. Yep. Uh, I agree with that. Um, like seems like Petrie's gotten better since Ducharme left, which talking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, Larry, let's get to our next game. Toronto 3.1 going into Nashville. The Predators have a 2.9 implied goal total. Obviously, Austin Matthews is back. He has finished his suspension back on the top line with Bunting and Marner. Uh, Nick Robertson is out. I was kind of shocked to see that, but I mean, I guess the Leafs are pretty much panicking. You know, they're starting their their AHL goalie is the guy that they're depending on right now. Um, Robertson is out. Andre Kasha moves to his spot on the second line with John Tavares and Billy Nylander. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something I noticed and I mentioned to you in our Discord earlier today was that in their last game, not exclusively, but the, Nashville did start sending out that Ely Tolvin and Michael Grandlin second line uh, more against top lines. Now, I still suspect that Ryan Johansson and company will take a fair bit, if not the lion's share of the matchups against Matthews. But Matthews might get a bit of that uh, Nashville second line here tonight. And anything beyond the Nashville top line is a really good matchup for the opponent. So I kind of like Toronto here. What do you like, Josh? Yeah, I was looking for reasons to fade Toronto Chalk tonight. There just aren't many. Like, I guess you could go to Tampa Bay, but then you'd be stacking against Igor. You could go to Calgary, but they're back-to-back on the road with minutes concerns. I guess you could, you know, go mid-range with, like, Ottawa and Vancouver or something like that. But, like, there's plenty of cheaper lines to fit Toronto with and, like, even that top line with Ryan Johansson is at best like league average defensively with Matthews back with Marner and Bunting, that line has ridiculous numbers. It's just is what it is. I like that Matthews is priced up to 9,600. It's just not like a free square. Like he's been like 8,700 times. You're just like, you know, we'll just one off Matthews. We can fit him in with the lineup here. 9,600 it's expensive, but, you know, you can make it work. Marner under 8K is acceptable. And since the two games that uh, Matthews was suspended, Bunting's price dropped like 1500 So, like, it's still like they're 
what, 12? They're 21-6, which is okay. But I think, you know, with Matthews at 9,600, you may see a little bit less one-off ownership on him, but I don't know. There's some cheap Montreal lines. There's cheap Seattle. There's cheap Detroit. There's cheap Vancouver. So maybe you don't, but I think you can go about this two ways with Toronto and it's not surprising. Either go full Toronto one here, you go full Toronto two, or you power play stack. Uh, Toronto two is a bit cheaper, but they still have two guys on the top power play. And Andre Kasha there instead of Alex Kerfoot is a big upgrade. We've talked about the the second line numbers with and without Kerfoot. Anyone but Kerfoot, and they get better. Andre Kasha there, you know, is fine. So if you want to go to Toronto too, I think that's fine for me. I'm probably going to go to Toronto one or, you know, leave off bunting and add in a Nylander, but I haven't made my lineups yet. I am kind of leaning towards a little bit of Toronto power play because the Nashville penalty kill has been bad. Uh, Saros, you know, does what he can, but like, Teams have been taking advantage of the Nashville PK recently. So I think I'm leaning towards a Nashville or a Toronto power play stack on the Nashville side. Uh, like Nashville one's okay because like eventually, eventually this goalie is going to give up some goals here. He's maybe not, maybe he's, you know, Shane Spencer from the Yankees and he just goes nuts for a few months. But on this short slate, I think I'm going to consider some Nashville one here. Um, especially if that second line does go out against, you know, the, the Matthews line, it would free up, you know, uh, that, you know, Forsberg line to go into Tavares, which is a better matchup. So Toronto still has issues on the blue line. So I'm fine with a little bit of national here. Eventually this AHL goalie is going to give up some goals. I know that's, it's like bad for, to say like, yeah, eventually he's going to do it, but I'm hoping tonight's the night. Um, so I think in MME, you can definitely have some Nashville. Yeah, I was looking at Nashville's ownership and coming in check, like the top line, at least coming in at 12% against the 13% top two stack percentage. So, yeah, Nashville went just fine. The Toronto top line, like we talked about it uh, before Matthews got susp- suspended, that their uh, expected goals generated had started to drop a little bit. They're starting to turn it around again. At least they were before Matthews got suspended. So um, that they're starting to pick up their offense certainly bodes well, but again, we have to bring up the, like the ice time factor Um, a lot. We're seeing a lot across the league. Toronto is no exception. They're, they're dropping the ice time of their top players and kind of spreading it out a bit more, which makes sense because Toronto's effectively had a playoff spot locked up since like November. So like what, you know, why would they play Austin Matthews 21, 22 minutes a night? in a non-conference, meaningless non-conference game or something like that. So that's my concern with Toronto is that they do, um, they might see like only 18 or 19 minutes rather than 20, 21. But again, I think it's kind of reflected in the price, right? Like, yeah, obviously Austin Matthews is, is super expensive, as you mentioned, but uh, yes, Michael Bunting has seen his uh, price drop and, you know, Mitch Marner, we've seen him in the low eights on DraftKings uh, of late. Uh, he's down to seven seven thousand seven hundred. So now that we have a reasonable price on that Toronto one line, I don't feel as bad for them if they only play nineteen minutes in, instead of twenty one. So yeah, I do like uh, Toronto one here tonight. They usually have pretty good leverage. Um, I imagine they will again here tonight. They do in the early top stacks run. We'll see when we get another one. But 
um yeah i really do like toronto one in the spot like matthews should be a bit rested too right like you know he's just been kind of chilling for a few days so hopefully he can show up like seth jarvis did uh last night for carolina so i do like toronto one i'm not in as much on toronto two i was looking at numbers with kasha and nylander they're not very good together like the good numbers for kasha in the top six have come when he's been playing with mitch marner um i don't know why that might be but i also looked at at Nylander's, like his individual numbers of late, like he's been bad. Yeah, he's like, been terrible. Like, yes, like really bad. I was looking at his high danger chances, which is, you know, how many high danger uh, scoring chances does a player get in a 60 minute span? He's 10th among leaps forwards over the last six weeks in high danger chances. He's generating a less than a quarter of what Austin Matthews is at five on five. Not that we'd expect him to produce like Austin Matthews, but less than a quarter of the high danger chances, like he's not doing anything. That combined with John Tavares hasn't really looked great all year. I don't know, man. I think I'm out on Toronto too, especially when I see their ownership, like their ownership's at 17%. I imagine that comes down a little bit through the day, but I do expect double digits here. So double digits on the road against UC Saros. Uh, I think I'm out on Toronto too. Uh, Toronto won for me. Maybe some Toronto power play, but I think it's Toronto one more than anything. On the Nashville side, uh, I agree with you on Nashville one. Like I said earlier, coming in with their top two, top right on the top two stack, they're perfectly fine. Nashville two hasn't been good at all. Like I, I imagine that they're going to get run over by Toronto, Toronto's top line here tonight. So I'm out on them. Tanner Janot is a guy that interests me. I actually had to like look this up twice in different spots to make sure that the numbers weren't wrong for one website. Tanner Janot has been playing more than Philip Forsberg over the last two weeks at per game. It, like it's absolutely crazy. Um, I don't know if you have to full stack Nashville three, um, but Tanner Janot playing uh, 17, 18 minutes. Yeah. I'll take him as a one-off for sure. So maybe some one-off Janot, maybe some Nashville one. I do like Toronto one the most in this game on the blue line. I don't know. We got a Roman Yossi problem, buddy. Um, he's 8,400, which puts him in it on DraftKings, which puts him in a tier of his own pricing wise. Like he's $1,800 more than the third most expensive defenseman here on this slate. I think for good reason, like he, I, he has uh, like 11 points in his last five games or something like that. He has like 71, 72 points in 59 games on the season. Um, I was writing him up for our power plays article this morning over at Osmo.com free to read for anybody uh, that wants to read it, head on over to Osmo.com. I wrote up uh, some plays for tonight. Roman Yossi has managed at least five shots on goal in 27% of his games this year and three blocks in at least 30%. Uh, he also has 72 points in 59 games. Like there's, I'm tempted to play him even at 8,400 and what is not a typically a great matchup because, you know, Toronto does have a very good penalty kill. It just seems like he's just in one of those spots right now where he's carrying the team. I, like, I don't think you have to play him. It is expensive to play him. It's one of those things where you got to consider him, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I, I've been going back and forth about it, and I'm not going to force him in, but if I happen to get to a lineup where I have room for him, I'm not going to not play him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to play him if I have the room for him, but I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to force Yossi in tonight. I still think he's a fine play as a one-off at 8,400. And even if you want to like put them in the utility and go, you know, two min price D or whatever, and 
have 3D tonight and have Yossi in the utility, I think that's fine. But uh, yeah, again, like if he gets into my lineup, he gets in. You know, if I have room, I haven't built yet, obviously, but I think he's a fine one off despite the price. Not much else, really. They're like literally every other defenseman in this game, I don't have much interest in. Besides maybe Morgan Riley, if you're correlating, his price is okay. Yeah, I I mean, Lubushkin was one guy that stuck out for me for Toronto just because he's uh, joined the top pair with Morgan Riley. Like, the Leafs just had their healthy scratching time with Timothy Lilligren tonight. I I don't get it. But Ilya Lubushkin, top pair, maybe he can run into enough blocks to provide uh, some fantasy value on DraftKings tonight. But, yeah, I, I think it's Yossi for me out of that game. All right. Uh if you want to get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there, you can do so with a weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base package. However, it is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal, so for those looking to enter multi-contests, make sure to add the Cruncher. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. All right, let's get to your boys here, Josh. We have the New York Rangers with a 2.3 implied goal total. Going into Tampa Bay, the Bolts have a 3 to implied goal total. Um, I, they said Igor Shosturkin is going to start for uh, the Rangers. I assume it's going to be Andre Vasilevsky uh, for the Lightning. We have seen some surprises of late, but I assume it's going to be Vasi against Shosturkin. Um, Frank, Frank the Tank, uh, your boy coming in on the second line for the Rangers. Uh, he's going to be playing with Brian Strom and Artemi Panarin. Uh, that puts uh, Dryden Hunt down on the third line. Top line for the Rangers is the same. On the Bolt side, Brandon Hagel, he got traded uh, yesterday uh, to Tampa Bay from Chicago. Looks like he's going to be coming in on the third line uh, for the Bolts. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me about this game is that, believe it or not, I mean, you might believe it in one instance, both these teams have very bad penalty kills, or at least they have since the all-star break, which, you know, six weeks now that kind of intrigued me, but we've got arguably the two best goalies in hockey facing off against each other, which is, I think is why you see a five and a half total. What do you think here, Josh? I'm not 100% sure how Tampa is really going to match either. I would assume point plot Sorelli going to get Mika Zibanejan. That was my assumption as well, yeah. but they these line combinations that Tampa has haven't had a home game yet. So we don't. Yeah. I like, I, I'm assuming point plot. Sorelli going to see Mika Zibanejan and Stamkos Kucherov. Um, whoever. <laughs> Who, who's with them? Uh, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Killorn. There it is. Is going to get uh, the Rangers second line. Kind of interests me a little bit in the Rangers second line. The problem is like, Stroman and Panarin have been so bad at five on five. So like the Rangers have a 2.3 total on the road here. I just, I don't know how much Rangers, like they're not cheap either. I, I just don't know how much Rangers I'm going to get to here. Um, you know, the Rangers second line, I guess with, you know, Vetrano is 13, five. And I guess that's, 
fine, but I don't know. I'd rather, like, honestly, I'd rather play the Montreal top line for less than the Rangers' second line here tonight. The Rangers' top line is fine, but they're going to get a tougher matchup. I guess you could power play stack, but, like, it's a 2.3 total. The Rangers are fairly reliant on the power play to score, so I guess a, a nice little contrarian option would be to, like, go Zibanejan, Kreider, Panarin, or, or you know, Panarin, Zibanejan, Fox, something like that. I just don't know. Like, in 1-3, to three, I'm probably not going to play any Rangers. I think the bigger question mark in the game is what to do with Tampa because the Rangers aren't very good defensively and they have a bad penalty kill. But, like, it's the Igor factor, like, but again, this is Tampa Bay, and I think it's the only other spend-up spot really besides Toronto. And I feel like Toronto, like obviously Toronto's in a good matchup as well. Like if, if Yorgiev was starting, we, we might get low on Toronto tonight because Tampa would just be so chalk. But Igor's already confirmed. So what do you do? I don't know. Like in one three, I'm honestly still considering the top line for Tampa here, despite it being Igor. Like I, I just feel like their ownership will be a bit depressed just because, oh, I don't like stacking against Igor. But he has shown that he is human the past few games. He's given up some goals. The Rangers' penalty kill is awful. Like, it, like it, if you take Igor out and you just put a – just say an average NHL goalie in there, like, you'd power play stack against the Rangers every game. Like, it, it's just what it is. Like, Igor has been saving their bacon. So, like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of inclined to go to Tampa one here for that power. They're fully correlated on the power play. They're going to get, you know, a bad five on five line in Strom. So I'm, I'm kind of inclined to go to Tampa one here, despite it going against Igor. So I think Tampa one's fine. Tampa power play is fine. I think uh, Rangers power play stack in MME would be a fairly con- contrarian option tonight. Yeah, the, and another tough thing with Tampa 1 is they don't have a sample together, right? Um, Kucherov was obviously injured all last year, has had some injuries this year, and him and Stamkos typically haven't played together this year either. So, like, we don't really know um, how that Tampa 1 line is going to fare. Like, we, we'd assume that they would play well, right? Those are, you know, two supremely talented players, and one, you know, obviously Lawrence no slouch either. But um, we have seen, you know, good line combinations across the league kind of falter what what we thought would be good line combinations across the league kind of falter i mean you know nashville one we just talked about nashville the old nashville one is kind of a good example of that they were good for a little while and then you know michael granlin got shuffled to the second line and for a very good reason like maybe uh alex Lorne doesn't you know stick to that line or maybe they move steven stamkos down um those are kind of the concerns i would have here um like i said i think they'll be going into that second line for the rangers um that second line for the rangers has been fine but not great um since march 1st they're about 51 percent of the of the scoring chances but they're giving up 31 scoring chances against for 60 minutes that's kind of why you know if kucherov stamkos clorn does get that matchup which we think they will um not confirmed but we think they will uh it's a great five on five matchup for them and then like i'm you know like you said like i said uh bottom five penalty kill uh for the rangers so you know, definitely a great spot for a perfectly correlated top line. It's the ownership that really worries me. Like we're looking at 20 to 25% ownership again, facing what I think is the best goalie in hockey. It's, it's concerning. 
there's not enough ownership here to say, yes, you have to fade them. It's way too much. It's only a five-game slate. It's still a really good five-on-five five and penalty kill spot. The only real concern is the goaltender. You know, we've seen Igor have a couple bad games over the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, it definitely could happen here. So, if anything, um, Tampa Bay 1 or Tampa 2. I Like, Tampa 2 has been good together. Like, Tampa 1 hasn't had a sample. Tampa 2 definitely has. Um, 3.2 expected goals generated per 60 minutes and 140 minutes together that's really good so um you know if you don't want to pay super expensive prices for uh those tampa top guys you know you can one off blah one off sorelli stack the line if you want like i think that's just fine um but it is tampa one that i do like more uh in this contest on the rangers side it's rangers one that i pointed out in my power plays article, not necessarily because they're a great line. Like they're basically coming in about even by expected goals over the last hundred minutes, but it's the Tampa penalty kill. Um, it hasn't been good. Um, bottom five by the penalty kill, like eight goals against per 60 minutes, which isn't great by any stretch. So um, I think that Rangers top line is definitely in play here tonight. The one thing that concerns me is the Rangers are not drawing penalties at all. Uh, lowest time on ice per game at five on four over the last six weeks, under three minutes of power play time per game. When they get on the ice, they're absolutely lethal. Uh, nearly 13 goals, or sorry, 16 goals scored per 60 minutes in that span. It's do they, do they even get a power play? Do they get two of them? Do they get three of them? That's kind of the concern here. So I think I'd be more apt to one-off some guys from that Rangers top line, like one-off is a bandage ad, one-off a Kreider, uh, hope for that double dong on the power play or something like that. That's kind of where I am in this one. Nothing from Rangers two for me. I'm not going to go in on Frank to tank just yet. I do think he's going to be a good addition. He is a shooter that that line desperately needs. Um, I just don't think that this is particularly the matchup for it. The ownership is coming in just fine on them. Like, let's get that out of the way. They're only coming in at 4% owned. So it's not like there's an ownership concern on the Ranger side for that second line. It's just the matchup. Uh, likely going into what I think is Point and Sorelli. Uh, on the blue line. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Rangers have really started to drop their defenseman ice time. Uh, both Adam Fox and Jacob Truba under 22 minutes a game over the last couple weeks. That's concerning to me because um, one... Because, uh, you know, that tells me that the Rangers aren't getting a lot of power plays, which is pretty obvious when you look at Fox's ice time and when you look at the Rangers' uh, power play ice time. And two, for Truba, uh, he's a guy that lives, on, lives and dies by peripherals. Uh, you need ice time for peripherals. 21 minutes at 5,600 on DraftKings really isn't going to cut it for me. So 
I don't know, maybe a Keandre Miller from the Rangers side, somebody super cheap. Uh, on the Tampa side, I think this is a game where like a one-off Victor Hedman is fine. Like if you're really worried about Igor, um, you know, maybe Hedman uh, gets a goal, gets some blocks in, uh, pays off that 7K. So uh, if you don't want to pay up for the Rangers or Tampa forward, sorry, I think paying up for uh, Hedman is just fine. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's honestly maybe just Hedman. If you want to play McDonough, I think that's fine. But the Rangers side, if you're not correlating Fox, which is a concern tonight because his minutes have dropped and the Rangers don't, you know, they barely get on the power play. I think you dump all the way down to Keandre Miller, but I'd rather play Branstrom than Keandre Miller. Yeah, I can agree with that as well. Um, we talked about Yahoo a little bit earlier in the show, and we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've paid it, played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at Osmo.com, and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $2,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, let's get to this Calgary game. Calgary, 3.2 implied goal total. They're going into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 2.9 implied goal total. Calgary played last night. They're on a back-to-back. So it's likely Dan Vladash is going to be starting a net for the Flames. Um, they've also played five and eight. They've been playing quite a bit of hockey of late. Um, going into Vancouver, Vancouver has changed up uh, their lines again. Uh, Tanner Pearson, JT Miller, Brock Besser is the top line, as it had been for quite a bit of the season. They changed it up recently, but now they're back to that. The second line, Elias Pedersen has jumped up and joined Connor Garland and Bo Porvat. So, those look like two pretty good lines to me, but this is a very, very good Calgary team. But again, back-to-back on the road, five and eight, starting the backup goalie. I think that's why you see Vancouver with the same implied goal total as Nashville and a higher implied goal total than Montreal. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I'm slowly talking myself into some Canucks here. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just not 100% sure how they're going to match. I know Bruce Boudreau has been sending out Yuho Omiko against Top Comp, but if I'm just not 100% sure that's the way it's going to go tonight. If you can tell me that JT Miller, Brock Bester, Tanner Pearson are going to avoid the top line for Calgary tonight, I think I'm interested in them. Um, JT Miller is 7,200, which is expensive, but he's warranted that price recently. He's been playing really well. Uh, Bester is cheap, Pearson is cheap, so. That line's not overly expensive. They're going to get their minutes. I'm just hoping they see a fair bit of that back on Coleman-Lewis line. Uh, and if that's the case, I'm in on them. Uh, they have very good numbers together. They have almost a 200-minute sample this season. They're generating over three expected goals per 60. And, you know, 34 scoring chances, four for 60. That's a, that's a very good number. So, you know, I do like that top line here. And it's probably going to be Vildash tonight. This is five and eight, back-to-back on the road. They look awful yesterday against Buffalo who was back-to-back on the road so I don't know I'm slowly talking myself into some Canucks here I do like that top line that second line's okay I'm not really sure what to make of Pedersen Horvat Garland as a line so I, I do like that JT Miller line that's the line I'm looking at on the Calgary side 
Like that top line played 20 minutes, but that game went into overtime last night and it was a close game. So I feel like they just put them out on the ice more. I, I feel like tonight they're going to go back to like 15, 16 minutes tonight. So I do worry about their ice time there. They are fully correlated. This is a poor penalty kill for Vancouver. I don't think they're going to get much ownership tonight because you have, you know, Toronto, you have Tampa, you know, you have Calgary back to back on the road, five and eight. They looked terrible yesterday. But I think, you know, if you're making a handful of lineups, like even just 20, I think, you know, having some Calgary one is warranted here. This is a bad, you know, Vancouver penalty kill. That second line really doesn't do too much for me. If anything, like you can go back to that third line, Yarncroft to fully Mangiapane. Uh, they'll probably get a good matchup from Vancouver. So I think you can go back to that line. But for me, it's Vancouver one and probably maybe a little bit of Calgary three. Yeah, I, it is important to bring up the ice time because we have been bringing it up for a lot of teams and certainly Calgary. Um, they've been cutting the ice time of their top stars. Like Johnny Godreau played just over 19 minutes last night. But like you said, they went to overtime and he played nearly two minutes in that overtime period, which means he got about 17 minutes in regulation, which is about what they've been getting of late. And that's that's the big concern here. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about uh, the Toronto top line being down to like 18, 19 minutes, a lot of games. And whether you want to pay that price, like, do you want to pay uh, the, basically the same price? Like um, Toronto one is coming in at 21,600 on DraftKings. Calgary won at 21,300 on DraftKings. And they're only separated by $900 on FanDuel. So like, do you want, if you're playing on FanDuel, do you want to stack a $25,000 line that might place that is on a road back-to-back that might play 17 minutes here tonight? I think it's fine to play them simply from an ownership perspective. We're expecting about half the ownership of their top two per, uh, expected percentage uh, from that Calgary top line. So I think playing Calgary one is perfectly acceptable here tonight. I don't think I'm going to be spending up that for a road back to back playing 17 or 18 minutes. Like if I was playing 120 lineups or 150, it would I'd strongly be considering it in a single lineup. I don't think I'm going to get there. So I'm out on Calgary one, Calgary two, which would be like the backling Coleman to Foley line or Lewis line. Sorry, I'm way out on them. I don't, I will never play that line. Tofoli, Mangiapane, Yarncroc is the one that uh, I want to talk about. Um, Yarncroc obviously joined the team recently. He's still uh, very reasonably priced um, across uh, across the industry. The problem is that they still have him listed as a winger, so uh, especially on, uh, over on DraftKings. So you're going to have to get uh, a little bit funky with uh, your builds because it is a triple winger uh third line that they're running out but you know it's not going to be like a 13 minute third line they're going to play you know around 15 minutes and Tofoli and Mangiapane this year have been absolutely dynamite together they're up to about 65 minutes in their sample they're controlling 63 percent of the shots and 59 percent of the scoring chances like they've been excellent and I I think the matchup is going to go Miller uh against the top line for Calgary and then you get uh, you know, Manchipani to Foley out against the second and third lines from Vancouver. I think they can do some damage. So I do like that Calgary to Foley Manchipani line as a stack here. If you want to get to the top line, like it, the ownership play is just fine on them. Um, it's just the way I'm building is probably Calgary three on the Vancouver side. It's just right to the top line, Miller Pearson and Besser. 
Uh, they've actually been very good together this year. 36 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes, controlling 55% of the scoring chances. So I do like Vancouver one uh, here tonight. I can't believe I'm talking myself into Vancouver, but uh, here I am talking into myself into the Canucks. Um, you know, Calgary is taking a lot of penalties. Um, they're actually, they have the most time shorthanded of any team in the league over the last six weeks. Uh, it's just that they have an excellent penalty kill. If Vancouver, you know what we don't talk about too much. Vancouver is one of those teams that are very heavily reliant on scoring on the power play. Yeah, that too. Especially now where they're lowering the ice time of everybody. Right. Um, so, you know, Vancouver doesn't have a very good penalty kill. Uh, but they also don't take a lot of penalties. Uh, they're in the bottom 10 for, or top 10 for lowest time shorthanded. So I agree with you on that. I think for me, I would just go to the Vancouver top line. I also like Calgary three on the blue line. Um, you know, some spread out ice time on the flame side really sucks. I think Hannafin at 3,800 is okay. Uh, I, I think if I, I would only be playing defenseman from this game, Hannafin or correlating with the top power play. That's about it. What do you think? Yeah, there really isn't much in terms of punting that I want to do here. Like the mid-range Calgary guys are a little bit too expensive. I guess Hannafin's fine, but like I don't want to play 4,200 Tyler Myers. Don't want to play Ekman Larson. Hamannick is 5K. Probably just go up to Quinn Hughes. You don't want to pay 5K for 18 minutes of Travis Hamannick? I mean, the last time I said that, I'm pretty sure he had like seven blocks or something. So maybe he'll end up shutting me up. Uh, if you haven't checked out our premium betting picks subscription, now is the time to do so. Click the link below to subscribe to our betting picks Discord channel as Alex Osmo Baker, Ben Raza, and Steve DeColtz Buzzard use Osmo's industry leading projection models to identify the best bets available in the NBA, NHL, and college basketball every day. We are confident these bets will be worth more than the price of admission. So click that link below to start betting today. Uh, most of our shows have already happened here today, but we do have some basketball coming up later on. So if you're playing a little bit of NBA tonight, we have the NBA deeper dive coming up at 5 PM Eastern with Aton and Rayan, and then the live before lock coming up right after that. All right, Josh, let's get to this last game, Detroit 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Seattle, the Seattle Kraken also have a 3.0 implied goal total. I, I've been looking for lines from the Red Wings because Tyler Bertuzzi has been out of the lineup for the last three games. He's expected back tonight for Detroit. We just don't know exactly how they're going to line up because, you know, he's been out for three games um, and I haven't seen a warm up skate from them or a morning skate from them yet. So um, <clears throat> we're assuming the top line for Detroit stays together. And then Bertuzzi goes to the second line with Pia Suter and Philip Zadina. What do you think about this game, Josh? I was kind of hoping Bertuzzi would go up to the top line, but Blath Hill doesn't want us to have nice things. So, I'll have, like, again, like, unless we get clarity, I just don't know. Like, Bertuzzi is obviously their best winger. Um, so, like, it depends where he slots in. Like, we just don't know. If you can tell me it's going to be Larkin, you know, Raymond, Bertuzzi, I'll play them. Like, Suter. Zadina Bertuzzi, not sure. So, yeah, maybe, but, like, it's a pretty stark price difference if you want to go from Detroit 1 to Detroit 2. Uh, so, like, Detroit 1 with Domestikov is 13K. 
Domestikov is way cheaper than Bertuzzi. Detroit two is going to be 10 seven, you know, and if Bertuzzi ends up on that top line, it's going to be a pretty big price difference and you probably don't have a swap ready. So like, if you're going to play Detroit tonight, you're just going to have to guess and hope he's on two like the lineup sites have. Otherwise you're going to be kind of stuck here. So from that perspective at 10 seven, I kind of do like, you know, Detroit two. I just, I just don't know if I'm going to get to them. I, I kind of prefer Seattle, the Yanni Gord line. They're really cheap. Yanni Gord's been playing 18, 19, 20 minutes for the past like five or six games. You know, he's going to get the minutes. Uh, so that's a really cheap filler that I like. I'm not really sure how they match up. Like, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter really. They might have been even be sending out Gord against top comp, but like, if it's Larkin, Raymond, Nemestikov, it doesn't really – there's nothing there. So that line is 8,200 to full stack. I don't think you need a full stack here. I think one-offing Yanni Gord's fine. You want to two-man him with Appleton if you're doing power play stacks. You want to two-man him with Blackwell. I think that's fine. Like, I, I'm probably just going to look for fillers from this game. Uh, I also don't mind, like, McCann Donato or McCann Johansson for some power play, but, like – Honestly, like if this game wasn't on the slate, I wouldn't lose any sleep. <laughs> I kind of hear what you're saying. Uh, like I do have a little bit of interest in Detroit too. If it ends up like Suter, Bertuzzi, Brana, that's something I would be very interested in. The thing is, is like before uh, Bertuzzi got yeeted from the lineup, um, the top line was was Larkin, Nemestikov, Raymond. Like when Bertuzzi was in, it was flat slap Nemestikov on the top line. So like, I don't know. They're just come. They're coming off a one nothing win. I don't know if they change up the lineup dramatically. Just you know, certainly not the top line for Bertuzzi. So I could see him sliding on the second line. It's just a matter of who he plays with. Like I think there's a pretty big difference uh, between playing with uh, Jakob Vrana and Philip Zadina because you know Zadina I think is a decent player. Vrana I think is a top ten goal scorer in the NHL. Um, like it's a pretty big difference between those two guys. So, you know, if we do get like Suter, Bertuzzi, Vrana, you know, if we get that uh, at a morning skate here coming up anytime shortly, um, I will absolutely be interested in something like that. But otherwise, I think it would just be going uh, to the Detroit top line. Like they actually haven't been that bad together. I know we like to make fun of Nemestikov, um, but 38 or 33 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes uh, since February 1st. Um, that's well above the league average. Like they're not bad. Like Yanni Gord is a problem. That line has been getting better. I assume that's going to be the shutdown line. In fact, that's why I wrote up Gord partially in the power plays article today. I expect he'll play like 18, 19 minutes as he's playing that shutdown role. So um, I think that'll be the matchup. Um, that also frees up the McCann Donato two man that you talked about. I really do uh, like that two man here tonight they don't have a ton of minutes together but in 60 minutes together McCann and Donato are controlling 62 percent of the scoring chances and you and I have talked about how good McCann is and how important he is to this lineup so maybe a two-man from them uh some Detroit uh power play or you know even Detroit too if we get a Bertuzzi Suter Vrana lineup uh the only defenseman I really want out of this game is Carson Susie. what about you same. Yeah. All right. There's no, nothing on the wing side. Yeah, easy enough. All right. Uh, we are out of here. Uh, I do believe we have a show coming up on Monday, but that does it for us today. Josh, before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick 
I'm wearing the jersey for a reason. Gold Caulfield. Cole Caulfield is my hat trick pick. Uh, my goalies are Thatcher Demko and UC Saros for cheaper guys that should see volume. Uh, Jake Allen, if you want to spend up, what do you got? Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I guess like Igor at 72 is fine. I just worry about Tampa's shot volume. That's like a concern. So I guess going to Philip Gustafson at 7,300 is fine. Like Montreal's going to shoot whether from stopping the puck, but like goalie's a big roulette wheel. So who knows? And my hat trick pick is going to be JT Miller. I love it. That's spicy. JT Miller, Cole Caulfield, your hat trick picks. We are out of here. We will be back on Monday for another NHL show. But until then, for producer Mike, for single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For whatever reason, there's always been a stigma around mental health in our communities. Some people say that talking about your feelings makes you weak. But you know what? It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. No matter what you're struggling with, you can call or text 988-LIFELINE to connect with a trained crisis counselor and get the resources and support you need. No judgment, no stigma, just hope. Text or call 988-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE day or night. 988. Hope has a new number.